Yes, so Tommy, um, it appears over and over and over again that much of the, um, let us say, the slowness with the practice that people have is because they want too much. That the intensity of the desire is high. And that uh, what we're looking for is to bring that intensity of the desire down to a very, very easy level. Okay, that um, it's true, and I have seen it often that people work themselves up. That that's um, um, uh, happens very often in the Mahasi method, that people work themselves up, uh, work too hard. I see it often. In fact, I just uh, responded this morning to a, to a student that was here three years ago. He's a really, really old student. But he still wants way too hard. He wants too much. Mm. And because of that, he's not making much progress. And so uh, the whole point about being satisfied then is, is that we really are satisfied. And we don't want anything because this is good enough. That often I've heard the people use the word satisfied, saying that they're satisfied, to in fact they're not. Mm. And it's fairly easy to to prove to them, though that's not necessarily a good idea. It'll piss them off, too. You've heard that expression from Jesus, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Mm-hmm. Gloria Steinem has an extra uh, line for that. The, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, but first it's going to piss you off. <laughs> Okay, and so this is the part that I'm talking about is is that you're not nearly as satisfied as the indication that I'm talking about about satisfaction. We need to really practice satisfaction Mm. Mm -hmm. in the sense of being completely satisfied means that you don't want anything at all. Yeah, out of the out of the practice that now your practice is the practice of being happy that the practice is going so well mm. that you begin to develop the attitude of a winner. We've got this is that's where we're going with it and that you're still in the position of wanting something that you're not propelled yet. That you're still trying to reconnect with something. And that. Part of the recommendation is stop trying to reconnect with anything. There's nothing to reconnect to other than a concept or a rule or an idea that you've got in the mind. That you're already okay the way that you are. But that's also taught quite often in Zen because the Zen people, they want way too much. And the answer then is is that you're already enlightened. Sit down and relax. Mm. It's sort of like the game is over. The uh, the race, in fact, has been won, but we're still out on the track because we don't recognize that we've already run the race. Yeah. In fact, we, we add extra things that I really haven't run until I pace that second place guy. I gotta completely lap him. And until I lap him, I really haven't won the race yet. These are the kind of games that we play with ourselves. Okay. Right, right. 
And so even winning winds up being not good enough. So really the habit is the habit of of the feeling that we haven't succeeded. That we haven't gotten what we're looking for yet. We're still wanting something. We're still incomplete. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've taken recently to trying to see notice any um just any dissatisfaction at all any any frustration any desire to be anywhere else yeah and just relaxing that um and that feels very yeah that feels very um i I see things that i i didn't even realize there and small dissatisfactions or yeah I use often the analogy of a camera that when the camera is very stable, it takes better pictures. Mm. And that's especially true when our, um, let us say, the film that's in the camera is not a high quality film. But as we practice, that twofold quality, one is, is that we begin to settle down and be very still so that we can see what's going on. And then also we can see better, mm. sort of like we get a better lens, mm-hmm. or a better film, okay? And so we have to practice getting that stability so that we can see straight. And that mm-hmm. stability actually does come from the feeling of satisfaction. Because if we're dissatisfied a little bit, then we want to keep changing things around, keep moving it around, keep fixing yeah. it, okay, when there's nothing broken. Yeah. And so letting ourselves get very stable and happy and then something will occur, some trigger, some thought, and that will bring up emotions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, and the the point is, is that we're here to learn to take control of those emotions. And I would imagine that, for instance, uh, 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 getting hot and bothered or starting to cry, or getting anxious or uptight, or any of those kind of feelings then, is not desirable. And yet we still are out of control of our feelings. So the whole practice actually of Anapanasati is so is to begin to talk ourselves into feeling the way that we want to feel. And experiment with that. That in fact, that's a very unusual thing Nobody's ever kind of hear that uh, for a while in the sense that we often say, well, I feel what I feel, that that's it. Not only that, but I do what I feel, right? I do what I feel means that we are out of control. We can't do the right thing or what we want to do. We got to do according to how we feel. Mm. And, and many people then in that regard, they begin to make the mistake of, I am what I feel. And you're yes. not what you feel. But, but most people are ignorant. And because they are ignorant, they wind up thinking that who they are is how they feel. And that they really don't have any control over how they feel. That that's just the way I feel is the kind of thing that they say. Right? And so it's quite unusual for me to talk about that you can feel the way that you want it to feel because you've never quite really experimented with how do you want to feel. Mm. So when these thoughts arise, when these thoughts arise of um, 
let's say, uh, provocative or, or emotion char- emotionally charged memories or thoughts, and maybe that wants to um, uh, uh, that inspires some kind of you know feeling or tenderness or crying or emotion or anything like that. Um, the correct response would be to observe it uh, and kind of um, re- sort of release attachment to it rather than lean into it. Is that right? right? Yes. To to not be attached to it, to not see that it's a job to do. You, then, in fact, that's a kind of a rule that you're supposed to lean into it or try to fix it. I think that's a rule I've made for myself. Yeah. Uh huh. Rather than relax. Yeah, I, I know. And, and my... not even relax into it. Just relax. Hmm. My dad had a favorite saying. He didn't even understand the depth of what he was saying, but he was also a, a, a day laborer in the sense that he, you know, blue collar worker. He did a lot of walking, a lot of meter reading, a lot of tearing stoves apart and that kind of stuff. Okay. But one of the things that he had to say, which was kind of a joke, is work. I'm not afraid of work. Okay, and he would say that because he thought I was kind of lazy, that I was afraid of work or something like that. And so he would say, work, I'm not afraid of work. I can lay down beside it and take a nap. I'm not (laughs) afraid of work. Okay, so this is actually how we need to take the idea about how we feel Hmm. and say, oh, I don't care how I feel. I'm not afraid of how I feel. I can lay down and take a nap beside my bad feelings. Hmm. I can relax. Okay, and so in that regard, we're not saying relax into them, but that's normally the way that we express it. But the the real issue is, is that we can see it. Aha, I see you, Mara. And then we can change that back into the wholesome thought, which in this case is just relax, mm. just relax. Okay, yeah, there's yeah. nothing to do and no place to go. We don't have to lean into it. We don't have to change it. That the only real change is our attitude towards it, which yeah. means making friends with it. I'm already okay. Yeah, I definitely see a fork in the road. Whenever the, this um, this familiar feeling, this it's almost a warmth or a tenderness in the chest that arises. Uh-huh. Then there's a fork in the road, and the fork is I can either kind of push slightly into that, and then my eyes will start watering. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I can just um, sort of let the breath roll on through and kind of just relax through it, and and it sort of it sort of bypasses it. Um, I guess in, in in the way that you're describing, it, it I relax out mm-hmm. of it and into it. Right, and this is why it's so good to use that phrase or something close to it. Aha, I see you, Mara. Yeah, I've been saying that, yeah. Yeah, just, ah, I see that. And now there's nothing to it. There's nothing to do. Let me just take a deep breath. But in fact, most of the anxiety will go away when we approach it like that. Mm. That if there is some thought that creates or causes anxiety, and then we don't like the anxiety, the not liking of the anxiety is the very chemical processing system that keeps the anxiety going. Yeah. 
But if we have the attitude of, oh, there's that anxiety, let me nourish it and give it some love and care and stop trying to beat it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so if you try to flog that anxiety, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. But if you nurture it, if you nurture yourself, it's okay. It's all right. I can relax. Just relax. And keep talking about the relaxing and maybe the tears come to the eyes, but that's all. That's enough. And I can take a deep breath and smile and be happy. And practice just take. If the tears do come in this context, when I am just trying to relax and, and, and just be happy, then that's okay. Okay. Now, when you say the word cry or tears or sobbing, they're all different. That boohoo and sobbing, I'm assuming, is not what you're talking about. You're talking about more moist, moist eyes. No, it can be. 